Hello, hello, Trike Patrol fans. Once again, we are back. Thank you for tuning in to the official Trike Patrol podcast, and it's your host, Mr. C. So as always, hope everyone is doing really well. Hope everyone is having a fantastic week. Man, here at the TP headquarters, we're having another great week. Bunch of great content coming in, being dropped at the site. So let's talk a little bit about recent updates. At Trike Patrol, just last Friday, as mentioned before in recent podcast episodes, we had Gia Davila. Uh, back at the site and talk about an amazing scene. I, I I didn't get to see it before it was dropped. I just didn't get to it. But when it finally dropped, I checked it out and was like, wow. So she's she's caught stealing some Amazon packages in this neighborhood where our patrolman caught her. And one thing leads to another. And to get her out of trouble, she offers her Filipina peck peck. Where can you go wrong? I mean, Gia Debella is just beautiful. So there's... I can't really spoil any surprises, but let's just say she'll be back with others. So that's going to be, I just can't wait for that to drop. So please stay tuned for that. And upcoming TP scene, we have Ginny Millions, which I've talked about many times. So I really can't wait. This chick is located in the Philippines and she's really working hard to become a big name porn star in the Philippines. We really love those kind of Filipinas, such as Salome Salve, Sharanami Shai. You know, these models we really want at Trike Patrol. They, they 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 know what the customers want. They know what the viewers want to see. And they do a really, really good job. I mean, I can't even count on one hand how many actual porn stars there are in the Philippines. But when we do come across them, we sure want them. And we will take really good care of them. I'll tell you that much. So at other sites, at TTP, Tuk Tuk Patrol. And I, I do want to mention, there was a recent podcast episode talking about some of the top five scenes of this year so i hope you guys checked it out again tuk tuk patrol i mean just so many beautiful thai thai babes and the the patrolmen out there do a really good job finding the kinkiest and hottest thai babes in thailand nothing but the hottest man i'll tell you that um as for asian sex diary again just so much content dropping and upcoming scenes is going to be barbie she has a couple scenes coming up and I actually was able to see this myself. Just Barbie is a beautiful, beautiful Asian babe. Perfect LBFM. And I'm sure you will enjoy it. So please check out AsianSexDiary.com. Become a member. And let's talk about MILF Trip. So on June 23rd, we have Charlie Valentine coming to MILFTrip.com. Where can you go wrong? Just a beautiful MILF babe. And that's what we do at MILFTrip.com. As for uh, Eurosex Diary, I hope you guys have been able to check out the most recent episode with this Spanish chick. Apollonia, beautiful, amazing skin tone, perfect performer, just a beautiful body. I personally have just loved it. Uh, Just really, really beautiful, guys. Please check it out at eurosexdiary.com. And so, for this episode, no breaks. This is going to be a really interesting episode. You know, a lot of us foreigners know that when we go to the Philippines, there's going to be you have a really good chance of becoming a victim of extortion. When you're in the Philippines, you are seen as a dollar sign walking around with your U.S. passport, European passport, or whatever. For the most part, if you just simply go to AC, you book a room out there, and you stay within that area in fields, you'll be fine, most likely, as long as you just stay stay out of trouble. But there's always the chance of being extorted. And, you know, people in the Philippines... Well, a lot of them will try to get money out of you, right? I mean, it's the Philippines. So 
With that being said, I want to talk about some personal experiences that I've had throughout the years. And these are 100% real situations that I've been in in the past. And they're really interesting. So I will say this. In the Philippines, laws only apply most of the time when somebody wants money. They'll try to take they'll just they'll, they'll try to take you to court or they'll go to the police and do whatever they got to do to get money at you. So you got to be really careful what you're doing in the Philippines. Again, if you're just going out there to AC, stay in fields, whatever, you're with your family, go to Boracay, you should be fine. I'm not saying that if there's a really, really high chance you're going to become victim of extortion, but it really depends on what you're doing out there in the Philippines. But let's talk about three situations that I have personally been in. So there was this thing back in the days, probably 10, 15 years ago, called Lug Lug Bala. Lug Lug Bala. In English, pretty much means fallen bullet. So a lot of you Philippine fanatics that have been going to the Philippines and really stay updated with the news in the Philippines are probably aware of this. So for, the long, for, for some time, all of a sudden, in Manila at the airport, all these people were getting caught up with a single bullet in their luggage. And I'm not making this up. Check it out. Lug Lug Bala. And it's like it was happening all the time. And it even came to a to a time where even our government here in the U.S. were telling people, be aware. There's been this whatever. I forgot what they were calling it here in the States. But cases where U.S. or Americans were being charged with, with carrying a bullet in their luggage. And it's funny because, I mean, after 9-11, our travel security, you know, when flying, really tightened up. So it's like, how the hell do you get past you the, the U.S. airport security with the bullet in your luggage or whatever? But when you get to the Philippines, all of a sudden, there's one damn bullet. And it was really sad because I saw on TV patrol back in the days, there would be like this Lola. And she was like probably 85, 90 years old. And all she wanted to do was go back home to the Philippines. Of course, she was a balik bayan, right? But she was pulled aside and she was on the news and everything. And they, they were charging her for having a bullet in her luggage. Now, true story. I have a really, really close relative, right? And he was traveling during the time of the Beijing Olympics, which I want to say was around 2008. I find out he was caught up in Manila at the Ninoy Aquino Airport. And he was a victim of Lug Lug Bala. And it's really interesting. Let's just say this. Within five hours, he was out of the airport. <laughs> so, I mean, come on now. And it, the interesting part is when Duterte was running for president, and I'm not, I'm not getting into Philippine politics because, you know what, to be honest, I have no place for it. I don't, I don't really pay taxes in the Philippines. It's the same. I mean, if you're in the Philippines, you're talking shit about our government, our politics. I mean, why? Are you paying taxes here in the States? So I'm a, I'm going to be real and I'm not going to get into politics in the Philippines because I'm not living out there and I'm not paying taxes there. I have no right. But Duterte was saying that if he finds one more case or hears about one more case of this lug lug bala bullshit, all those folks are out of a job. And eventually it did clear up. All of a sudden... I mean, think about it now. All of a sudden, there's no more of these cases. Nobody nobody else is being charged. So, I mean, it's just sad. A lot of these people just wanted to go to the Philippines for a vacation. A lot of public buy-ins just wanted to go home after working 
all these hours here in the States just to rest, see their family. But no, they get to the airport and all of a sudden security or the or the airport police say there's a fucking bullet in their fucking luggage. But again, back to my relative that was caught up out there. So in the Philippines, it's all about copets. Copet. Knowing people in the Philippines really helps. And in this case, this relative of mine didn't even do anything wrong. He was just chosen, handpicked to become a victim of this lug lug bala bullshit. Which, you know, again, thank God uh, knew somebody. And actually, of one of the major cities in Metro Manila, the mayor was actually the one who called and got him out. So these kind of cases are real in the Philippines, I'll tell you that much. Having a cop it, knowing people really helps out. So that brings me to my next situation. So I was, I just got to the Philippines for a vacation and me and my buddy, also from out here, decided to go from Pampanga to Makati. And I'll tell you this, when you're driving in the Philippines, really as foreigners or visitors or even Balikbayans, by law, you're supposed to have your passport with you just so you can show when you arrived in the Philippines. Because I think it's, what is it, six months that your international driver's license is valid. So they just want to see when you actually came. But again, when do laws actually apply? <laughs> um, I really recommend, I think I've talked about this in recent episodes. You should probably have a Xerox copy of your passport just so if you get pulled over, they won't fuck with you too much. But I remember I was driving and it was like five hours into the drive from Pampanga. And I really thought I could find my way around Metro Manila, which I was obviously wrong. It took like six, seven hours just to get to uh, Makati from um, Pampanga. Thing is, I really nowadays, I'm sure you can use um, I think it's Waze that a lot of Filipinos use. Um, but I was using a pocket Wi-Fi for my uh, iPhone. And then I would just always buy like a cheap 1000 peso uh, cell phone. And I, I would use that throughout my vacation for calls and texts. So I was driving actually in Pasay and I, I saw, I missed the turn. I busted a bitch or I made a U-turn and I went from one lane to like, I crossed three lanes suddenly. And all of a sudden these M, uh, M, MMDA enforcers are flashing their lights, tell me to pull over. So I pull over. Did I do something wrong? Probably. But the thing is, I mean, who does, who really follows the driving laws in the Philippines, especially in Manila, man? Everyone's tailgating one another. You give too much space to the car in front of you, somebody's going to cut you off. I mean, there's, there's no discipline with drivers in the Philippines. I'll tell you that much. And I would always get laughed at because I would always give so much space to the person in front of me. And, you know, they'd be like, you're a real American driver. Yeah, no shit, because I'm driving the right way. <laughs> so I get pulled over, and this dude, he's like, uh, you know, let me see your license. So I give him my license. Boom, California driver's license. He's like, ka-ching, ka-ching. He sees that it's California license, so he's probably, like, in his head, he's going to really take advantage of me. So he's like, well, where's your passport? I'm like, dude, I'm not carrying my passport. I don't want to lose it. If you lose your passport, this is why I highly recommend getting a Xerox copy, because if you lose your passport, do you really want to have to go to the U.S. Embassy? You know, it, it, I'm sure since the pandemic, it's been really hard to even get appointments or whatnot. So really, just the hassle of having to get your passport replaced. I never had to do it, thankfully, but I'm sure now it, it's, it's, it's no fun no matter what. It's going to take some time and it's just going to suck. So this dude's like, well, you know, 
since you know you were swerving they call it swerving like dude i don't see how they call that swerving because in english the definition of swerving is probably going like left to right left to right but they said i was swerving fine i'll to be honest i'll admit i was i probably should have never been switching lanes like that but at the same time to call it swerving i think that's a really dumb stupid thing to call it so he's like telling me he's gonna bring me to the percento so i'm guessing percento means prison I'm like dude like like just like really so i was really careful it's my first time being pulled over in manila and i wasn't gonna say dude let me just give you some money so i'm i get on my phone i'm looking for a contact and you know i like i said i had just bought i had just bought this cheap phone and i had like a thousand text messages and i just couldn't find it i was kind of nervous because i was going to call somebody which i'm sure he could have got me out of this situation so i ended up calling a family member and it's funny me and my buddy were just in the car chilling and uh this dude this mmda enforcer is kind of giving me a hard time you know again threatening to bring me to the to the local uh I guess again, percento. I would think that means prison. So he's like, so I'm I'm on the phone, and then my family member gets on the phone with him, and we can hear him yelling at this traffic enforcer. <laughs> and they're going at it for like thirty minutes, and then I hear the dude telling my family member like, "Hey, you know, yeah, you know, well, he was doing this and that." And then so he's being yelled at by my by my family member, and all of a sudden I get back on the phone, and then you know he's like, "Give him a thousand pesos." Like, oh, okay, give him a thousand pesos, and I went on my way. So, I mean, how, where do you get the funds to fix the roads, to put in proper traffic lights? If, if, you know, I guess I have no complaints because by the book, I should have had my passport on me um, to prove that my license is still valid. I mean, anybody could say they just arrived in the Philippines. So, I mean, it was the best part of this. Well, for one, I was able just to go on my way. Second is I got to show my buddy who's from out here how how it's done in the philippines so that was a pretty interesting um situation so another situation i was in when i was in the philippines so this this is the same trip and my buddy was in manila i had to go pick him up and it was a friday now a lot of a lot of us know about the whole coding shit. it's the last number of your license plate and that tells you the day you can't drive i think if you have a one it's monday two is tuesday i might be wrong but i don't i mean coming from america it just I didn't, and especially being in the province all the time in Pampanga, I never really worried about coding because coding is only in Metro Manila. So, buddy needed a ride, needed to get picked up. So I went out there. It was a Friday, and it didn't, it didn't hit my mind that the car I was using was I couldn't drive in Manila on a Friday. So I get to Manila, and then I finally realized after picking up someone. And we looked at the license plate after we had just got something. And we were like, oh, shit, we shouldn't even be driving right now. So I'm like, shit. So I had to go through Edsa, which is the main road, one of the, one of the main roads in um, in Metro Manila, which I think goes right under the uh, MRT, LRT, whatever it is. So I'm just waiting to get pulled over pretty much. And it's funny in Manila, you'll have either the MDMA or sorry, <laughs> it's MMDA or the PMP patrolling or pretty much just uh, out there looking for violations, just hanging out. And so I'm, I'm on ETSA and this PMP is just staring at my license plate. I'm like, oh shit. So he's like, hey, pull aside. I'm like, fuck. So he's like, you know, 
you're in violation of coding. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm from the States. I just, I'm picking up my buddy and I, we don't have coding in America. So it didn't really hit my mind. So he's like, well, you know, I'm gonna have to really write you up. He said, where's your license? Here's my license. Okay. He sees it's a California license. And then he's like, where's my passport? Of course it's by the book. Can't blame him for that. So I give him all that. He's like, well, I have to write you up. We're gonna have to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, he, and then here's the thing. If you get, if you're found in violation, they take your license and you got to go to the local with whatever their version of a DMV is. And you pay, you, let's say you were caught for speeding or in my case, in, which I talked about the last violation was swerving. Let's just say it's 2,500 pesos. You go to the DMV, they have your license and you pay the 2,500 pesos and they give it back. But the thing is, I was like one week away from coming back here in the States. So I wasn't going to just leave my license in the, in the Philippines for one. I mean, that's my license for two the DMV out here in America always just sucks. I hate going to it all the time. It's just always take everything just moves hella slow. And a lot of, a lot of fellow Americans listening know exactly what I'm talking about. So I finally, I'm able to get on, on my phone because I told somebody I knew about the, the recent situation I was in with the traffic enforcer and the swerving and all that. So I'm finally on the phone with him and then he, you know, he's able to talk to the police officer and drop a name. Again, it's all about cop it's, it's about people you know. And well, the police officer said, well, does Major you know know that he's driving in Manila? You know, of course you, you can't just say, okay, I'm sorry, let him go. You know, does he know that I'm driving with, you know, in violation of the coding, whatever. And you say, well, you know, he's, he's from the States and it, it, he, he was, you know, it, he wasn't thinking about it. So I ended up just giving the police officer 500 pesos first time. And it's funny, I got back to Pampanga and I told everyone about it. And they're like, why the hell did you give him 500 pesos? You're not supposed to do that. You already dropped the name and you gave five. I'm like, dude, it's $10. Like I was just being thankful. Now that's not how it works in the Philippines. I'm like, sorry, shit. I thought I know how things work in the Philippines. Well, I guess not. So if you drop a name, it's kind of disrespectful to give some money. But I was like, I asked the officer like, dude, you want some uh, money for your coffee or whatever? It's like, sure. He's like, here, put it in. He gave me his little wallet, told me to put it in there. <laughs> so my point is you can do a lot of things in the Philippines when you know people. But again, you're not always gonna have to be in that kind of situation. It really depends on what you're doing in the Philippines. It's better just to lay low, do your thing and not having to use people's names or people's power. But it is the Philippines and it's there's nothing like it here in the States. I guess here in the States, if you're if your dad's some kind of uh, you know high ranking officer in your local city, you know, but if you're doing stupid shit, you know, with the respect out here, he'll probably he'll probably tell you why you're doing this and probably you'll probably be more in trouble at home for doing, you know, for putting a bad name on him. So I thought this would be something really interesting to talk about. Um, you know, again, for fellow foreigners, if you guys are traveling out to the Philippines, if if you're just doing your thing with your family or whatever, going to Boracay or wherever you're going, you'll be fine. But if you're, if, if you're, if you like to get in a little trouble, then, you know, you might want to know some, some people out in the Philippines, it will save you a lot of time and money. So that's it for today's podcast episode. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. And again, thank you for tuning into the official Trike Patrol podcast. And it's your host, Mr. C.